What's up, guys? Final score is back again. Week two of the NFL. You just call it, what is it, LL Cool J says, don't call it a comeback. Well, well <laughs> yeah. NFL, NFL proved us wrong that this week. It was the week of the comebacks. Tonight, making his final score debut is my co-host and my good friend, friend of many years, Mr. Matthew Batesmore. He's a giant man, so take it easy on him. He's he's sky high right now, but uh, take it easy on him just because he's a giant fan. What's up, Matthew? How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good, and you're y'all can take take it easy on me, but we just know we got to take it more <laughs> take it more easy on you. Yeah, it was a it was a rough week for me. Rough yeah, week I, for me. Uh, we'll get it. We'll we'll start talking about that a little bit as we do our we'll do our NFL. Week two recap. Um, so, just looking at some of the headlines today. Tom Brady has signed. They have signed Cole Beasley, the former Buffalo Bill, former Dallas Cowboys, to the practice squad for the Buccaneers to give the Buccaneers some depth. I am not surprised, but you know. With who Evans is Evans is only suspended for one game, yeah. but you know they need they need I think they need some uh, some depth up there. And Cole Beasley is is Brady's kind of receiver, sort of like a Wes Welker. Um, whoop, shoot! And I'm out to be shot for this. What was the other guy's name that was? Uh, gosh, one of slot receivers, oh, Julian Julian was it Edelman? Julie Edelman, yeah, I think yeah. so. So I mean, this he fits that mold. So this could be big for Tampa Bay if they get a guy like Cole Beasley in there. For sure. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. That game, but with the Buccaneers this past week, was so boring. Like, I didn't think they were ever gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> not Brady like, and you know, of course, everybody is saying now. Well. You know that may that may be the end of uh, Tom Brady. There, he may be on yeah. his way out after that. I'm not buying that just yet, but you know, somebody wanted. Sometime he's going to have to slow down. It's going to be over. Uh, yeah, is for this sure. the year? I don't know, but we, we'll see about that. Um, also, <laughs> just looking at the headlines, fan arrested for allegedly throwing a bottle at. The owner of the Cleveland Browns. A fan was arrested for allegedly throwing a plastic water bottle and hitting Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam during the closing moments of their 31 30 home loss to the Jets. Cleveland police said Tuesday that Jeffrey Miller, 51 of Rocky River, was charged with assault, disorderly conduct, and failure to comply. He was spotted by stadium video surveillance throwing the bottle and was followed with cameras. Is this, a, I wonder if he's a Cleveland fan. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, because the game was so close, you just don't know. Evidently, okay. He said, according to the police report, Miller initially failed to stop when ordered by officers. Once he was detained, Miller told police it never hit the field as he was being taken to a holding room inside the stadium. In the report, police said Miller appeared to be intoxicated. You think he might have been? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was he had to be something. Uh, I don't see 
don't see whether he was a Browns fan or not. But then uh, afterward, Miles My- Garrett, Cleveland Browns star, criticized fans who stuck around until the end for booing the Browns. <laughs> anyway, leave it to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave it to Cleveland. <laughs> they'll find a way to screw up a two-car funeral. Um <laughs> So looking at looking at the headlines, that's pretty much the big stories for today. Um, we can get right into okay. First of all, let's talk a little bit about about you. You're a Giants fan. How did you become a Giants fan? Was it early on, or was there a reason why? What was the reason you started pulling for the Giants? All right, so to begin with, it started with a very childish reason. Reason, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was more like um, playing the Xbox. I always would win against Brandon Jacobs um, when I was playing Madden. Uh huh. And I was like, I always win over Brandon Jacobs. I could always just easily run down the field on the first drive and everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I started playing with the Giants more. <laughs> <laughs> then I started. Li- then I started watching the game with my daddy, and um, I was like, well, I, "When's the Giants game coming on?" This is when I was young, you know. <clears throat> when's the Giants game coming on? On Sunday. Oh, I can't wait to Sunday so I can see Eli, that Eli boy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, then I started watching it more, and then find out like my cousin, Buddy, um, he's a big time Giants fan. Yep. Yep. I was like, wow. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like the same team and figured out he did too way before me. <laughs> so, yeah, he's one of these <laughs> two around here before you that I knew that were, were Giants fans. Yeah. Cause there's not um, too many Giants fans around here. <laughs> right. It's really not, but I guess better than being a Steelers fan. Oh, already throwing that shade at me. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I was like, yeah. Ah, sure it's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be a lot more, that's for sure. You know, and, right. and all you guys out there listening, me and Matthew have done this for years. Matthew's uh just like uh I think he came into my place of work the other day, sent a message back to me about <laughs> being a Steelers fan, how it feels to be a Steelers fan. I said, It and I got over the intercom and said, It feels better than being a Giants fan. <laughs> it sure did. And so, I, yeah, I was we, bugging. Yeah, we 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 joke around back and forth, and it's all in good fun. Yep. So, here come here comes Stevie around the corner, like I bet you heard that one, Matthew. Yep, you heard that one, didn't you? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> so, week two of the NFL, we're getting a late start on on the recaps, but uh, week two started out Thursday night, and how many people out there were? upset because it was only streaming amazon prime i mean yeah, I, I didn't understand that yeah a lot of people didn't understand that um but i guess the nfl is uh trying to, and and maybe it'll change next year i hope so i've got amazon prime but it was not the same I, i'd rather watch it like the nbc or whatever has it Thursday night football um, or the NFL network had it, I think. But uh, you had had a good matchup, though, early on, second week, division rivals, 
Chiefs and the Chargers. Chargers coming off their win against opening week against the Raiders. Chiefs coming off a big, big win against yes. the Cardinals, where uh as Lynn Bryant calls Mr. Gold Jacket, Pat Mahomes threw for what five touchdowns the first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up? We got some people chiming in already on, on what's up, Martin? Martin Acosta. He's got to be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he just um, said, go Cowboys all the way. So, Matthew, you've got a, you got a cowgirl. Oh, cowboy, excuse me, Cowboy. Cowgirl, you had it right, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about the Cowboys shortly. Uh, they had a better week this week than last week, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but open it up with Herbert versus Mahomes. And this seems to be – this could be the big rivalry for years to come, being their division rivals. Um, they're both, you know, still young. Herbert's a little bit younger than Mahomes, and and they both got, I mean, they're both incredibly talented. And the Chargers, I mean, me and Matthew were talking about it. We made our little picks earlier in the week, and we were talking about. Uh, Matthew said, "You're picking the Chargers to win this," and I was like, "Yeah, I think they they can. I think they can beat them. I think their defense can can stop Mahomes and." Early on, man, it was like that. They were stopping him. Yeah. You know, they got ahead. I think one time, what was I think it was 17 to 7 one time. And then the next thing yeah. I know, I turn around, it's tied up. Um, a turning point in the game. Herbert trying to throw to a receiver. His receiver is has just made a big play, it was tired, and didn't go all out after the ball. And Herbert kind of underthrew him. A 99-yard pick six for the Chiefs that got them – that just changed the momentum. Sure and, did. I mean, how can a play like that not change the momentum? That's a at least a 12-point turnaround there, probably 14-point turnaround. For sure. But um, Herbert got hurt though, right? Yeah, Herbert ends yeah. up uh, breaking rib cartilage. And he was out for the last few minutes of the game. And uh, I think Chase Daniel came in, which Chase Daniel was okay, but he is no Herbert. He's no, I mean, you, you, not at all. I think this game, when they come back, they play again, is it's going to be, I think this is going to be one of those great rivalries for, in years to come with the Chiefs and the Chargers now. Cause uh, I think the Chargers have shored up their defense. And I think they can beat the Chiefs. The AFC West, toughest division in football this year, in my opinion. Yeah. But the Chargers get beat 27-24. Uh, Chiefs go to 2-0. Chargers fall to 1-1. and So, next up, who we got next here, Matthew? The, oh, let's go, right, let's go right into the lines then. Carolina oh. Panthers. <laughs> Taking on the undefeated New York Giants after an incredible comeback win against Tennessee Titans. Um, yes. So, going into this game, let's get your thoughts. Since it's your team, going into this game, yep. you're coming off that big win. You're playing a Panthers team that's a little down. What were your thoughts going into this game? Well, you know, I really liked how we looked um, playing against Tennessee. Of course, there's a lot of things we needed to work on, but it, it was enough. Uh, it was enough there to make me very excited for it to play against Carolina. Now, big, I, I, yeah. Big thing for you guys is Saquon looked like Saquon. again. <clears throat> yes. And that's what that was. I was going to get to that too. 
it's good to see Saquon running, putting up yards, um, rushing yards, man. It, it feels good again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, he, he looked like he could run hard again. Uh, I mean, he, he wasn't worried about getting hurt. So maybe right. if you guys keep him healthy and keep Daniel Jones healthy, maybe Daniel Jones won't have to run as much as with yeah. Saquon back there. So I hope and y'all don't try our to... offensive line looks better. Now, of course, again, there needs a lot of work, especially protecting Daniel. But offensive line is, is a lot better than what it has been. Yeah, this this game was was back and forth. It was a pretty tight game. Yeah. And the difference, Graham Gano, former Carolina Panther, with a 56-yard field goal to win the game. Um, just looking at Saquon's number, 21 carries, 72 yards. Uh, Daniel Jones pretty much managed the game pretty well, 176 yards, one TD. And uh, Carolina, I don't know. M- Matt Rule, it's, it's a lot of rumors going around that Matt Rule, if – Next week, if they don't play well next week, he may be fired. And there's a lot of Panther fans that are already calling for his head and saying the play calling was bad. Uh, what I mean, you think you think rules gone? I think so. Um, they've been they've been very upset with him for years now that I remember. Um, well, you know, he he was a he he had a a. Big time college resume, and sometimes just because you're a great college coach doesn't mean you're gonna you're cut out for the NFL. Uh, case in point, Nick Saban, probably the greatest college coach in the last decade, if not of all time. I don't think of all time. Don't put that word in my mouth. But, you know, definitely for the last decade or so. Uh, but something he didn't like the pro game. Uh, he was a Short-term coach for the Dolphins. So, I mean, some people just are – some college coaches that are great are cut out for the NFL. Yeah. That's just like some coordinators that are great coordinators are not head coaches. They can't handle that. Um, and there's been a lot of them here lately. But, yeah, the Giants moved to 2-0. First time 2-0 since your head coach was Ben McAdoo. And guess what he's doing now? He's the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Right. Yep. I, yep. <clears throat> and um, speaking of coaches, I really like Brian Dabble. Oh, he's of really... course you do. He's two and zero. Who wouldn't like him? He, he's, <laughs> he's like the best thing in New York right now, except for the Mets and the, well, the Yankees, I guess. Yeah, Yankees, not the Mets. Um, <laughs> I think the Mets are doing better than the Yankees right now. Yeah, yeah, they are, but still, go Yankees. Ah, uh, boo, boo. Hey, you know what's funny? No, I, I, I hate the evil empire. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I got you. <laughs> but Yankees, I don't even know what I was about to say. I lost my train of thought. If they worried more about how the Yankees are playing right now instead of what how many home runs Judge is hitting right now, then they might be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to be a World Series for the Yankees this year. It's no, me good as they've been. They played the first half of the year. They sucked it up the last half of the year. Sure did. You know what's funny though? I'm a New York fan of New York Giants, New York Yankees. Uh, 
and I hate and I hate New York. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? we just lost all our New York listeners right then. I hate New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, no offense. I'm saying, like, in my opinion, some people hate the country or the small town, right? So right. I'm just not a big you fan. You still like the big city. Hate. Right. Yeah, the big city. Raleigh's bad for me. Like, <laughs> and That's where you I live, miss, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still ain't used to, like, all this traffic. Oh, I'm not yeah. driving, it's, but. You know, coming, coming from – from a small area like us, like where we yeah. lived and, and going up there. Yeah. I, it would, I don't know how you, I would, I would not, not be able to get used to that. Yeah. It's, this is tough, man. Like people up here, but yeah, it's just, it's different. It's know? a different, it's a different atmosphere. It is most definitely. But, All um, right. So you're, you're, you're giants are actually tied first in the NFC East right now? Yes. So we'll we'll talk about the other team in a little bit that's, that's tied with them. Oh, because I got I got to talk about Philly. I can't forget. Oh, yeah. Long. We're going to get to them. We're going to get to <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Next up, as bad as I hate to talk about it, Patriots and Steelers. Steelers coming off a big upset win over the Bengals, who uh, Bengals fans are like, Oh, this is our year. We've we've got the offensive line straight. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a few minutes too. About how no, you don't. Pit, Pittsburgh comes in with one and zero, but I'm telling you, I was not optimistic about our offense after last week's game. Our offense was not moving the ball. Defense won that game for us. I mean, from from Minka's pick six to uh, the, what, six sacks and five turnovers they forced, and we only got 23 points off of it. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're in trouble. And Pittsburgh comes in with the Patriots that lost to uh, Miami. They got beat pretty bad by Miami. Mac Jones was dealing with a bad back and an illness later in the week. So, I'll just we were figuring, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be uh, a Steeler win here. Not so fast. They come out and uh man, Mac Jones Aguilar just makes this incredible catch with a Randy yeah. Moss catch, uh forty four yard touchdown, and it was ten to three. I mean well, no, it was fourteen to three then. And then the Steelers just can't get the ball in the end zone. Second half. Steelers finally get going a little bit. Uh, Trubisky hits Fryermuth for a touchdown, get a two-point conversion within three. And then the defense just could not stop the Patriots on that last drive. Ran out of timeouts, and the Patriots end up clinching. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this is my opinion, and I've said this since last year. Everybody was giving Roethlisberger a hard time last year about – how he was throwing these little short passes. Yeah. Guess who our offensive coordinator was last year? Matt Canada. Guess what they're talking about this year? Trubisky playing uh, this little dink st- dinking stuff, throwing these short passes. Well, guess what? Guess who our offensive coordinator is? Matt Canada. I'm starting to think <laughs> it's not the quarterback. It's the offensive coordinator. And I get what they're saying. They're saying they don't trust the offensive line to 
let him have enough time to throw deep balls. Well, sometime or another, you're going to have to open the field up. Sure. You can't keep doing these defenses catch on really quick, and they know what you're doing. Case in point, last year, Cincinnati, when they blew up Juju, Juju got blown up because Cincinnati knew exactly where he was going. They were waiting for him. And that's what's happening with this offense for Pittsburgh. They're predictable. There's, it's time for a change. Maybe maybe it's picket time, but if they run the same offense with picket, Pickett's going to be running a lot. And Trubisky yeah, isn't yeah. like Several times Trubisky missed, uh, missed George Pickens, the rookie wide receiver, open down the field because he didn't go downfield. And I don't get it. If you got a guy that talented, you've got these weapons, you've got Claypool, you've got Johnson, you've got Pickens, you've got Fryermuth, you can open the field up. If these guys can't block, give you enough time. These are NFL players, and they can't give you enough time to throw down the field. They don't need to be in the NFL. I, yep, I, mean, I mean, I agree, you know. But Pittsburgh loses 17-14, and it's something about the freaking Patriots. We, we have yeah. a hard time with the Patriots. And even without Brady, we have a hard time with the Patriots. I'm Tony Jones. I, I, I like Jones. I, I don't know. He's from Alabama. He's an Alabama guy. Yeah. So I'm not that crazy about Alabama either, but he's all right. I don't think he's – I think he's got – he's a little cocky. But, yeah, you know. especially this, this this early in. but. And I can – I'm sorry. I'm used to calling it Heinz Field. I cannot get used to this. At Crazier Stadium, I don't know how the, how you say it. I mean, I haven't heard it. Crazier. I don't know what it is, but I'm <laughs> – it's like the Redskins. I'll always think of it as Heinz Field. But yeah. uh, all right. So now that we got our teams out of the way, the Bucks and the Saints. Big matchup. A team that Tom Brady has big time trouble with. And yeah. for for a while there, it looked like it was going to be the same again. I mean, it was the Buccaneers didn't score to the third quarter. I mean, and that was a field goal. But then they 17 points in the fourth quarter. They get a 20 to 10 win. This game was marred by a lot of bad blood. Uh, Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady involved in a little scuffle. That Brady, I don't care what you say, Brady was really frustrated. The fact that he destroyed another tablet on the sideline and then when he he said something to Lattimore that started this little scuffle that uh, ended up with an ejection, said something to Lattimore. Lattimore just pretty much brushed him off. Fournette pushes Lattimore, which all you Buccaneers fans, you know, I mean, you know who did the first one. It was Fournette. Fournette made the first blow. And you can say all you want. He was taken up for his teammate. Well, Fournette didn't get kicked out. Lattimore retaliated, and then here comes Mike Evans from the sidelines, and this turns into WWE Royal Rumble. Uh, it, it was bad, and this is the first first little incident Lattimore and Evans have had. It was a couple years back they had they had a little incident with each other. So Evans ends up getting kicked out. I think Lattimore, I think Lattimore might have been ejected too, and 
Evans is suspended for for this week's game. He's appealing, but he is suspended for this week's game. But no coincidence, Brady Brady starts uh, having more success. Throws uh throws a touchdown pass when Lattimore is out. So I mean, you think this was a plan? You know, you think Brady wanted to get Lattimore out of there? Maybe so. You never know with possibly with Brady. Yeah. So he's always got some plan going on in his mind. Yeah, he finishes 190 yards, one touchdown, no pick, 79.3 QB rating. He had he didn't really look that great against Dallas either. No. They no, they he didn't. I mean, he hasn't looked good for two weeks, and it, and I know what everybody out there is saying. Oh, you're not going to say you're not going to say Brady's washed up. No, I'm not going to say Brady's washed up yet. But like I said before, it's going to happen sometime. He, he's not going to play till the day he dies. He's right. he, he's 45 years old. He's going through a lot right now with uh, his personal life as well. With his, you know, we won't get into that. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's going to come a time where it's he's going to have to end it. But right now, he's got the Buccaneers two and zero. They move on. Yeah. But honestly, speaking of Tom Brady, I think he knows it too. Like, well, I think he knows it's like all right. Uh, you know, it's getting to the end of time. Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. yeah ain't nobody ever beat that. Right, and I think he wanted that too. <laughs> like just to yeah, make sure you I think, yeah, I think he want he wants that too. But yeah. maybe he can uh, deflate some balls for him too. Anyway, Jets, <laughs> yeah. Jets and Browns. Now this is a game. I was thinking to myself, you know, Jets have no no chance of this. They didn't yeah, look yeah. good against the Ravens last week. They've got Joe Flacco in at quarterback. And it was back and forth for a while. The Browns looked like they were pretty much in control for the whole game. Uh, And then (laughs) here comes – let's let's get to the fourth quarter now. It's 24-17. Kareem Hunt breaks around the end. All he had to do was pretty much – it's like two minutes and ten seconds left, let's say something like that. And all he has to do is stay in bounds, and it'll run. The clock will run down to the two-minute warning. I think the Jets have one timeout left. So the Jets knock him out of bounds. He goes out of bounds and stops the clock at two minutes and two seconds. So they get a timeout and the two-minute warning. The next play, Nick Chubb. Breaks around the end. Got a wide open space to the end zone. Now, granted, it's 24 to 17. But all he and he's got a touchdown, it'll be supposedly 31-17. But all he's got to do is sit sit down, just fall down, and he can run some more clock. And the game was probably going to be over. But Chubb goes and scores his touchdown. <laughs> and it's 30-17. He scored. This was that was his third touchdown of the day. So maybe he was thinking about all you fantasy owners out there instead yeah. of thinking about his team. Maybe he had himself on his fantasy team. But 
they go for the they kick the extra point, blocked. So it's 30 to 17. Still, nobody to right mind is gonna think Cleveland's gonna win this game. I mean, the Jets gonna win this game. Jets, all of a sudden, Flacco rares back, throws deep, 66-yard touchdown to Davis. And my biggest thing with this was there was nobody around him. He had got behind the secondary. Nobody around. And then when the Cleveland defenders saw him back there, they just jogged. They didn't try to catch him. And he was still – you know, within he wasn't. It wasn't like he was at the one yard line and was walking in. He still had a good fifteen yards to go. So the Cleveland defenders just jogged. So it's 30-24. and here comes the onside kick. Sideways ball, kicks. Jets get the onside kick. So I'm like, okay, they've got a chance. They're still not going to win. Flacco leads them down the field, and then. Uh, Next thing you know, here's a touchdown. Flacco yep. to Wilson, 15 yards. You still got the extra point. Extra point is good. Jets end up picking off uh, Kobe Brissett to seal the deal, and all of a sudden the Jets win 31-30. Like I said, leave it to Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. will screw up somehow. They screwed up the whole Deshaun Watson deal, which he helped. He helped that. He did help that. Yeah. But you, oh my gosh, think about you know, and and Chubb has come out today said I probably cost them the game. I probably cost us the game. But in that situation now, here's Matthew Baysmore playing for the Giants. He's the running back. You're up 24-17 with two minutes left. You break around the end. It's wide open. You could walk in the end zone. What are you going to do? We're going to go in the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. You're really not thinking about, okay, at the time, I'm not thinking, I probably wouldn't have thought about it, which, I mean, Chubb's been around for a while. Me and you, we'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm scoring. I'm going in there. But cost them the game, and I'm not. And that's not the only thing. The defense slacked off after that. The defense, you know, you let a yeah, guy yeah. get behind you when it. And yeah, maybe they were a little lackadaisical because it was thirty to seventeen. But guess what? That ended up costing them more than just as much as Chubb uh, scoring a touchdown. I would fault sure. them more than I would Chubb. So Cleveland. One and one, third in the AFC North. Jets, one and one, third in the AFC East. That was the first of Comeback Sunday. The LL Cool J, don't call it a Comeback Sunday. <laughs> Here we go with number two. And this one made this one made me smile. Dolphins and Ravens. Yeah. Here we go all day long. We hear Lamar Jackson here, Lamar Jackson there, Lamar Jackson everywhere. Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball. He's running the ball. And it looks like a just it's going to be a blowout. And here we go. 35-14, end of the third quarter. Dolphins don't have a chance, right? right. Not, <laughs> not so fast. All of a sudden, 
Tyreek Hill decides, well, you know what? I'm going I'm to start playing. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but Stephen A. Smith uh, Monday had a lot to say about the Ravens' defense because they ended up giving up 28 points in the fourth quarter. And what I think they got outscored 28 to three in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, excuse me. Tua, six touchdowns over 400 yards passing. Tyreek Hill, like I said, goes off. 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. He gets behind the secondary several times, and then Waddle ends up catching the game-winning touchdown. The Dolphins come from behind and win 42-38 to over the Ravens. I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm – I mean, we were at a family reunion. I'm watching on my phone the updates, and I'm like, this – I was like just depressed because Pittsburgh was playing right. You know I don't like the Ravens. If Pittsburgh's playing like crap and the Ravens are going to win, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hear. And then all of a sudden, bam! <laughs> yes. So The best it, news ever. Yes. It's a, it's a, <laughs> if your team's playing like crap, it's always good to see the team that you hate the most, your division rival, uh, blow a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter and lose. But Stephen A. Smith pretty much told the Ravens defense – you are an insult to the legacy that Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Trail Suggs left as Baltimore's defense. And I mean, he was hot. With, I mean, he's a Steelers fan, but he was just like saying that was, they got the worst passing defense in football. And they showed it. They definitely showed yeah. it. So that made me smile, Matthew. I don't know about I, you. I, I was just surprised. Like, it made me smile, too. I was happy 9-1. They were my sheets. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I was I was kind of, I was was real happy. Because um, I think Lamar, Lamar Jackson was playing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was there. Yeah. They, they yeah. shut him down the second half. I just wanted to make that a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can't – so Ravens fans can't say, well, we didn't have everybody in. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You had you had Mr. Everything, you, the best, the best running back in football that plays quarterback. <laughs> yes. Yep. Mr. Well, yeah, I'm not going to rub it in too much. What do you think about the whole contract deal? This guy turned down a huge contract, $130 million guaranteed. Does that pretty much tell you that he does not want to be in Baltimore? It's rather that, or he knows he, he's overrated. But I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, <laughs> turn down. That he's much. not gonna. Yeah, he wants. He obviously, yeah. if he thought he was overrated, he would. He wouldn't have turned down one hundred thirty million dollars. He would have took it <laughs> and <laughs> ran, literally. But I don't know. I'm hearing a lot about he's got teams that he wants to play for. Uh, Miami is one of them, but I don't think Miami's going to get rid of Tua. Right now, depending on how he does the rest of the year for him. Yeah, uh, Tua, I, Tua, he's he's very sloppy. He's like uh, some Giants fans ain't gonna like me for this, but Daniel Jones, he's sloppy too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but another team that I, I heard popped up, and this is just a rumor, 
he wants to play for Detroit. Now, that could be interesting. Detroit is a team that you got to watch out for right now. Detroit's play yeah. offense is pretty good. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see next year. This offseason, because they're saying he is not negotiating any contracts during the season. So he will he will he may be end up being a free agent at the end of this year. And what would that do to Baltimore? I don't know, because who's their second string? Huntley. 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 That's right. Yeah. Huntley is their second string. I'm surprised uh, Dallas didn't try to get him after Dak. But. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. And here's one of your favorite teams right here. The Washington Commanders taking on the Detroit Lions. Washington undefeated. For right now, <laughs> I, know, I know Washington, but who's the commanders? <laughs> the Commodores, Lionel Richie. Yeah, <laughs> there's been so many jokes about this and this name. And me personally, when they had the names out that you could pick from, I wanted, I would, I mean, I'm not a Washington fan, my rest of my family pretty much is. Uh, Red Wolves was one I thought would be would have been cooler than than commanders. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, because who? Okay. So you had the Red Wolves. I like that one too. Yeah. But there was also, I think, was it the Blazers or something like that? Uh, or the Trail, yeah. uh, was it, was it Trail Blazers? Red Tails. Red Tails. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking all that. Other but you know what? Was. When I heard that the first time, you know what I thought first? And I know what it was meant for. It was meant in honor of that uh uh gosh that inf- not infantry but it was part of the air force it was a, a group called the red tails but yeah because they because it yeah and it had like a plane type thing yeah but yeah. me when i hear red tails it's it sounds like something you just got beat so bad your tail's red so i mean <laughs> i don't know but i i think it's uh yeah. And it, some some people even said you should have left it at Washington football team instead of Commanders. And I still can't get used to either one of them. But yeah, me either. I could I couldn't have gotten I couldn't have got used to the other one either. So the lines, the lines, and the Commanders, and you know, coming off a big win against Jacksonville opening week, Lions ended up losing to Philly. You get just barely edged out by Philly. And all of a sudden, lines jump all over them, twenty-two to nothing at the half. Of course, the Commanders are led now by Carson, paper MVP Wentz, uh, and he doesn't do so bad. Three TDs, one interception, a safety, three hundred thirty-seven yards. But I don't know, Matthew. I don't know how much faith I put in. I would put in if I was a Commanders. In, in Carson Wentz. What, what about you? Well, I, I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. I like him. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, the, you know, he's I like to watch him. He's a cool guy. Um, he I think he's got a lot of potential if he has the right discipline. He makes some horrible decisions sometimes, Matthew. That that he does, but so does Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, the, 
That's true too. But the difference here, the difference here, this is where why I call him paper MVP. Because the year after the Eagles won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles at quarterback all during the playoffs, because you know, of course, Wentz was hurt. All these people were talking about, oh, he's the MVP. He's gonna be the MVP this year. You're putting that all on paper without yeah. seeing this guy who has just been injured, had a really serious injury. You're saying that without even seeing if he can play. And I would, you know, you ended up being right. I was like, all the hype on him for MVP, no. And all this hype for him to get paid, why did the Colts pay him all that money? And he goes to the Colts, Frank Reich, who was his quarterback coach at Philadelphia when he had his big success that year. And Frank Reich is ready to let him go to Washington. He wants to get him out of town quick. Something is going on there with that guy where these guys don't want him around. They're, but why – and I, I can get a feeling I know why Washington paid him all that money because Washington is just – I don't know. Their, 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 their management is not the best in the world, if you know what I mean. But, yes. you know, I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, he hasn't showed me enough – of a resume where he could get uh, the money that he has got from the Colts and from the commanders. So, but they make a, they make a comeback and they end up losing to, to the Lions 36, 27, Jared Goff, who a lot of people give a hard time, 256 yards, four TDs. This is the third game dating back to last year. Detroit has scored 30 or more points. And I remember they scored the last game of the year against the Packers. They beat the Packers and scored, I forgot how many. It was over 30. And, and yeah. of course, they got edged by Philly. I think they scored 35 and now 36 this week. So, watch out for this Lions offense. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been underestimating them. Yeah, I mean, they – yeah, I, me too, bud. I, I didn't think they would yeah. come out like this. But uh, rookie – First-round pick for the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, had three sacks, and he dedicated to a five-year-old uh, Hudson Gazi, I hope I'm saying that name right, who was a cancer patient at, from his area. Because, you know, Hutchinson is front is a, a Michigan alumni and a Michigan native. He's from that oh. Detroit, around that area. So he wanted to dedicate to that. But three sacks for Aiden Hutchinson, that's a guy I had my doubts about too. But he gets three sacks against – the commanders. We'll see what he does the rest of you if he gets three more sacks. Yeah. So next up, Colts and Jaguars. Colts, Colts have got Matt Ryan at quarterback. They I thought that was a great pickup. But yeah. did you did you see this coming, Matthew? What happened in this game? I did not. Um <laughs> I didn't either. I mean, because Colts at one time, like the end of last year, to me, they look good. The thing here's the thing, Matthew. If you remember the last game of the year last year, Colts Jaguars, paper yes, yes. MVP, paper MVP at quarterback. All they have to do is win and they go to the playoffs against yes. the Jaguars who have won what one or two games? Yeah, I don't yeah, and, much more than that. And the Jaguars dominated <clears throat> them. And paper MVP made some terrible decisions in that game as well. So did the Jaguars must have the Colts number because I didn't see this coming. Matt Ryan, 
sacked five times, throws three picks. The Jaguars' defense was on fire, and the Jaguars get the shutout, 24 to nothing. I mean, come on, Matt, uh, Trevor Lawrence, 235 yards, two TDs. Uh, granted, you know, you had some guys out. You had Pittman that was out at receiver for the Colts, but still, Colts had two four-quarter drives inside the red zone. They had first and goal at the four and went totally backwards. Penalty, sack, five incompletions, game over. 24-0 Jaguars. The, yeah. I mean, just total domination by the Jaguars. I don't know if the Jaguars are that good. They lost to the Commanders, so they, I don't, they can't be but so good. Yeah. But to shut out the Colts, is this – does this really look like a mistake for the Colts now who just tied Houston first week and had to come from behind to do that? Does this whole Matt Ryan thing blow up in the Colts' face? I'm thinking so. I mean, I also think Colts can do work on their offensive line. You know, they've got some weapons. They've got Pittman. They've got – I mean – Wow, Taylor, who was the Russian yeah. champion last year. They've got a good defense. And granted, they're missing Leonard right now, but still, there's a and, problem. And, there must be a problem in, in Indianapolis. They need to get that straight now quick. And how how I see it, I think you don't Matt Ryan ain't got enough time. Well, that could be that could be probably he got sacked five times, which wasn't the yeah. most getting sacked this week. We'll get to that in a minute. And them three interceptions with three, right? Two or three. Three picks and two drives, two fourth quarter drives in the red zone, and you can't get points? Well, yeah, that's, I mean. That's, that's, that's not the, good for – it's supposed to be a high-powered offense like this. Yeah, it's really not good, and that's why I'm saying I don't think it's Matt Ryan. I think it's more defensive line. Maybe. We'll see. That's why he oh. threw them picks. The Jaguars are one and one. Colts oh one and one. Who that's the strangest thing to look at. Oh <laughs> yeah. one and one. I think um, everybody lost out on their football sheet like that week. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> Seahawks and 49ers. Seahawks coming off a big win against the Broncos. 49ers uh a disappointing loss to the Bears. Um, first of all, big news. And I'm going to explain myself here. Trey Lance hurt his ankle early in the game, out for the season, had ankle surgery, out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. Here's my question to you, Matthew. Are the 49ers better off or they have a better chance of getting to the playoffs and maybe getting to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo or would they have had a better chance with Trey Lance? Ooh. I'm thinking Garoppolo because, I don't know, Trey Lance was another, to me, one of them sloppy ones. Here's the thing. Trey Lance is is young. He's inexperienced. This is his first year being the starter. And he's going to make mistakes. For sure. And yeah. – the mistakes could cost you in big games, and it probably would have. But Garoppolo is a seasoned veteran, and I'm not a Garoppolo fan by any means. I mean, I think he's a game manager. 
He's not a game changer. He's a game manager. He knows how to to play safe and let, like last year, their big run in the playoffs was not anything to do with Garoppolo. It was despite it. It was Debo and the defense. Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl run, the NFC Championship game, they had – their rushing game was over 200 yards, and Garoppolo threw for less than 100. So defense stepped up in that game as well in the NFC Championship game. They won despite Garoppolo. But I think Garoppolo can manage this team better than Trey Lance yeah. can right now. And, and it's what I'm kind of looking at. It. Yeah. The only touchdown the Seahawks had was a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. So they they struggled as the 49ers got a 27-7 win. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 154 yards, one touchdown. Geno finishes 197 and one interception. But, yeah, I mean, there you go. Then there I go again. My point made, the defense, they didn't get a touchdown on the defense. The touchdown came on special teams. So it really should have been 27-0. Seahawks struggling struggling after a win. You know, you got to wonder, last week with, with Russell Wilson coming back to Seattle as a Denver Bronco, the emotion they played with in that game probably carried them over to uh, – carried them over with the, uh, the win over Denver. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy I worked with um, about that. Yeah, I, I, I just – I don't know. I don't see Seattle. Seattle doesn't have weapons. They've got they've got DK, but other than that, what did they have besides DK Metcalf? I, I don't I don't see it. I mean, All right. <laughs> moving on. Falcons and the Rams. Rams coming off a beatdown suffered at the hands of the Buffalo Bills in Week One on Thursday night opener, thirty-one to ten. The only thing you could say about the Rams that night was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That was the only thing. Mm-hmm. Stafford Stafford struggled. The defense struggled. Jalen Ramsey struggled on defense. Um, yeah, it was a struggle. But they can't come out smoking against the Falcons. They built a 28-3 lead. How ironic is that? The Rams lead the Falcons 28-3. Remember, the Falcons do not like that 28-3 score. Uh, no. Brings up a lot of bad memories for them. But speaking of comebacks, yeah, and the Falcons end up start coming back, outscoring them twenty four to three after that, but come up just a little short as Jalen Ramsey picks off a pass, a Marcus Mariota pass in the end zone to end the comeback and give the Rams a thirty one twenty seven win. Now, Cooper Cup, my favorite player outside the, of a Steeler in the NFL. I love Cooper Cup. He makes things happen. And the bad thing is, this guy came out of of nowhere. Nobody knew a lot about Cooper Cup. He was drafted, what, second, third round maybe. But when I saw him play, I was like, this guy is going to be good. And he has an incredible year last year. Uh, I believe he was Super Bowl MVP and ends up and now everybody knows, you know, okay, we got to stop Cup. But he has had two great games 
uh, uh, the first two weeks. 11 catches, 108 yards, two TDs against the Falcons. And Stafford, 272 yards, three TDs. But he had two picks, and that had, that had a lot to do with the comeback for the Falcons. He's got to be a little more careful with it. Uh, but, yeah, Falcons come up a little short in their comeback, 31-27 Rams. So, another boring game we're going to next, Matthew. The Houston Texans yes. and the Denver Broncos. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy Ooh, game. Gosh. I don't know. Does Russell Wilson – I mean, I know Denver said they were going to put a lot of the same plays he ran in Seattle to try to put the same offense in so he wouldn't have to change a lot. But does he look like the same quarterback to you that he was in Seattle? So far? No, not at all. Um, completely whole different system. Yeah, I mean, 219 yards, one touchdown and an interception. But the Broncos just do squeak by the Texans 16-9. to nine. Um, And if you look at last the last week's game against Seattle, he had over 300 yards passing, but they couldn't get in the end zone. I mean, they – had two, two first and goals, and uh, both times different running backs fumbled the ball away. But that's not Russell's fault. But still, there's something he just doesn't look like he's comfortable. Like, and I mean, granted, he played in Seattle for a long time. And it's going to take probably going to take a while to get get feeling comfortable in Denver. But when you hold a team to nine points in Denver. You hear thinking, and you got Russell Wilson quarterback. It should be a blowout. Yeah. I mean, and that and new coach Nathaniel Hackett, he's booed off the field. He made some questionable decisions last week, including not going for it on fourth and five late in the game instead of trying to trying to kick a sixty-four yard field goal to win the game, which came up a little short. But the Denver fans booed him off the field. So all is not right in Denver. They may be. One and one right now, but all is not right in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, I was just shocked when I heard them fans booing. Yeah. Like, I kind of understand, but, Lord, I was, like, frozen for a couple seconds. (laughs) This is only the second game of the year. I mean, you got to give, you know, and this guy, I don't don't think he's ever been a head coach before. So, he's, he's he's not handling it well so far. But give him a little time. Maybe he'll be all right. He's got coach it. He's got, the coach has got to grow just like the players do. Yeah. I remember the first game I was head coach, and I was just I, – I couldn't tell you any of the plays, anything that really went on in that game because I was just out there. And yeah. I, I was after it was over, I was like, wow, that was just terrible. You know, I, I could I, – I, I told myself I need to focus better. I didn't focus at all that game. And we got our tails tore up by that team that day, too. So that's how you learn. Yep. Next, next up, the third comeback the Cardinals and the Raiders. Cardinals got demolished by the Chiefs the week before. Raiders lost a close one to uh, the Chargers. So here we go. Raiders up, dominating all game. 23-7 in the fourth. And 
Kyler Murray, I think the game-winning touchdown or the game-tying touchdown to send in overtime, they said he ran around. The play lasted 20 seconds, and it, he went uh, about maybe 10, 12 yards. In 20 seconds, he ran. I bet he ran 40 yards to get 12. But ties it up, sends it in overtime. The Cardinals recover a fumble. Renfro catches a pass, fumbles. This is the second time, in the, I think, in the same possession, Renfro fumbled. Carter's picking, yeah, Carter's picking up, got 41 yards. And then Bonehead almost spikes the ball before he gets across the goal line. They had to review it several times to make sure he didn't he didn't let go of the ball before he got across the goal line. I mean, guys, you need to make sure there's no law saying you're gonna look cooler if you drop the ball as soon as you you uh score. Make I'd sure you on. get in the end zone. I'd hold on to it for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, bud. So Murray. 277 yards, one TD, one interception. Carr, 252 yards, two TDs. Um, huh. Where do you – I mean, as far as the Raiders go and as far as the Ravens go and uh, and the Browns go, these are the three comeback wins. Does this sit in your head for a while? Yeah, because really I didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as the players go, I mean, you've always, and maybe it'll help. It, it could help make you better because yeah. when you get a big lead from now on, you'll be like, okay, we can't slack off. Just like the the Browns secondary, you know, they slacked off, and a Ravens secondary, Tyreek Hill beats them. Uh, the the Raiders played a different half of football, but I you got to think somewhere they're gonna be thinking in the back of their head. All right, somebody they're gonna come back on us and beat us. You know, once you yeah. haven't done to you like that before, it sticks pretty close to you. All right, here's one you'll love to talk about, Matthew. Bengals and the Cowboys. Yeah, Who, what no was the next game. What was the next game? <laughs> no back, no problem, right? Right. I think uh, Cooper Rush, 2-0 and as a starter as a Cowboy right now, I think. I may be wrong. Last two games he started for the Cowboys, he's won. And, uh, look, I will be the first to admit to you, I didn't think they stood a chance. I, thought, I thought Cincinnati was going to be mad about losing – to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Eric Sawyer chiming in, of course. As soon as I start talking about the Cowboys, here we go. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Um, we'll give you your props this week. Bengals spend all this money on the offensive line and because that's their problem. That was their problem last year, they said. We've got to have an offensive line to protect Burrow. That's what cost us the Super Bowl. And maybe it did, but you spent all this money. Guess what? You still haven't fixed the problem. He's been sacked 13 times in two weeks. And, 
you know, Burrow 199 yards, one TD. Cooper Rush 235 yards, one TD. Chase, Jamar Chase, big mouth and all, he shut out of the end end zone. I mean, Diggs and and, and company took care of him. Uh, that bend but don't break defense. And Michael Parsons, I'm telling you, dude, I'm gonna. I hate to give Cowboy fans credit, but that was a great pick. I would have loved to have yeah. Michael Parsons at Pittsburgh, but it is what it is. And uh, the Cowboys, with a last-second field goal, get the win after letting the Bengals come back and tie it up. They get the win, twenty seventeen. So Jerry Jones is all all about the Cowboys again. He's all. Talking with a little bass in his voice instead of like he was last week. Well, we uh we we didn't play so well. Dak, Dak this, Dak that. Here's a question for you. Here's an interesting one for you. And Eric Sawyer, if you're listening still, you listen to me here. You guys remember a few years back, Drew Bledsoe, this happened twice to Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe's playing for the Cowboys and gets hurt. And this backup, some guy named Romo comes in. And Drew Bledsoe never gets his starting job back. All right. And I know it's a different situation. Dak Prescott, he gets hurt. Cooper Rush comes in. Does Cooper Rush get on a roll like Tony Romo did? I've been seeing a lot of hearing a lot of Cowboy fans talk about that. Um but there's also some that's like no way. But think Jerry Jones. They think Jerry Jones set Doc Prescott up. And oh, um, yeah, that's it. I, I listen, listen. If Cooper Rush wins every game he starts from here on out till Dak is supposed to come back, what do you do? Keep Cooper in. You keep Cooper in. All right, yeah. Cowboy fans, I want to hear you. What do you do if Cooper Rush wins all of his starts while Dak is out? And you think about this, too. Bledsoe, go back a little bit further with Bledsoe. Guess what? Bledsoe gets hurt as a Patriot against the Jets. This sixth-round or seventh-round draft pick out of Michigan comes in, some guy named Brady, and Bledsoe never gets Eric Sawyer saying, I remember that when Romo got hurt, Dak came in. Somebody said, Cooper Rush is the next Brady. We'll see. I'm not going that far. Already? Next Brady. Uh, Cooper Rush has been around a little bit longer than Brady was at the time, but uh, we'll see. It should be. I I just want to get that out there for Cowboys fans. You know, if if he somehow wins all his starts, what do you do? And Eric, this is as nice as I can say about the Cowboys, but they look like a totally different team. And oh gosh, now when they played Tampa, when they played Tampa, they looked horrible. I mean, yeah, and and it was so one-dimensional. Dak was Dak was just trying to get the ball to CD Lamb, and Lamb was double covered. Eric saying, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." But how? Okay. Here and you know I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a counterpoint for it, any way you go, but how are you gonna justify keeping Dak out because of an injury with all the money you're paying him? You think Jerry Jones is not gonna step in there and say, "Hey, you need to get Dak in there"? 
Because that's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones thinks he's a football genius. <laughs> and he needs to stick to just paying the guys and let somebody else decide who to put out there. But, you know. But, I mean, I if, I was a, if I was a Dallas fan, I'd just say, I'd just look at it like, wow. Yeah, I like Dak. I, I probably would like Dak if I was a Cowboys fan. Um, oh, I don't have anything against Dak. Me either. I really me don't. either. I mean, me but, either. you know, he's. But I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to say we're better with him than Cooper because look at the difference between against Buccaneers and Cincinnati. Yeah. This is a big difference. This is too yeah. big of a difference to. Eric Eric is saying it was ta- it was a tale of two halves. You run the ball. They got to run the ball. It was simple. Look at first half of the Bengals game. They ran the ball and looked good and made it easy on Cooper. The second half, they went away from run and it killed them. And, and the, well, I mean, that's true. But that is yeah. your offensive coordinator, what he always does. Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott owes him so much money because he pushed him so hard when – they should have been giving Ezekiel Elliott the ball more. They should have done it. You know, you've got a weapon like Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield at that time when he had just got paid all that money. Why not try to keep it half and half? They pushed Dak so much that time. It was so lopsided. Yeah. But that was Kellen Moore for him. Now, I don't think Kellen Moore is that great of an offensive coordinator. I really don't. Everybody was talking about he should be the next Cowboys head coach. I think he would be a, I think he would be a terrible choice as a head coach because he's not a good coordinator. And Eric is agreeing. Kellen Moore is a joke. I was hoping he would find a head coach and job somewhere else. You know, whoever hires him as a head coach, and I'm I may eat crow one day or something. He may end up being a Steelers coach or something. But I'll still pull for the Steelers. But whoever hires him as coach, I think they're making a huge mistake. Huge mistake. I just don't like him. And I mean, I don't like his play calling. I'll put it that way. All right. So the Sunday night game. And good Lord, Packers and Bears. I know this is a great rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Over the years, it's one of the oldest rivalries in football. But come on, do we have to have this on Sunday night football at least once a year? Because it's not like it's it's being dominated by Green Bay. I mean, what did Aaron Rodgers say? I own you. Talking to the, <laughs> yeah, last year. I mean – this is not – the closest thing they had to winning was that year they came out and dominated. The Bears dominated the, the Packers in the first half, hurt Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went and got some kind of shot at halftime and became Superman and ended up leading a comeback. And, I mean, <laughs> that's the closest it's been. But other than that, at Justin Fields, I'm starting to wonder, this should be the Bears wake up – Bears fans, you've got to start to wonder – is he the answer? Seven for 11, 70 yards passing, a, one interception, a 43.7 QB rating. I mean, come on. Green Bay would be the team to play how they played on, against Minnesota, come in and play this rivalry team, the Bears, and then stink again next game. Well, no, look, let's, let's talk about that. That's just something I want to talk about. Last year, I don't know if you remember last year, who did they play the first week last year? Was it the Saints? 
think it was the Saints last year because the um, Saints dominated them. I mean, they yeah. they were everybody was saying Aaron Rodgers is washed up, and then they come back after that game and win eight in a row. So it the bear the Packers recover like they did last year. That's true. Uh, Thank you. Not that. it's not the Aaron Rodgers show it totally because Aaron Jones fifteen carries one hundred thirty two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rodgers does finish up 234 yards, two TDs. But, you know, I'm just wondering if he gets on that roll again. I mean, he doesn't have the weapon. He doesn't have Devontae Adams there anymore. He doesn't have those weapons. He's got a young wide receiver crew. I think Randall Cobb is is a veteran that's there. But Lazard is, is a veteran. But, you know, you've got young guys. And guys, I don't think Lazard had been around Green Bay. I think he came over. But – I, I, it's going to take some time for Aaron Rodgers. And I was totally shocked after they lost that first game because I was totally expecting him to come out and bash the wide receivers. And he pretty much said, these guys are NFL players and they're young and they're going to make mistakes and we just got to to play through it. I was totally shocked because, you know, his little attitude sometimes, it's never Aaron Rodgers' fault. And it's always, yeah. you know – He'd be a hard guy for me to play, be a teammate with. For sure. Especially so, if he don't do it wrong. No, no. So now we go to Monday night football. We had a double header on Monday night, which me and Matthew were talking about before we went on the air that, you know, it was kind of strange that they would do it in week two because they usually do it the first week. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they have any more planned for the rest of the year, but. You know, seven o'clock game, and I think they had a regular like eight fifteen game. So the leadoff game was the Bills and the Titans. The Bills coming off a big win against the Rams opening night, dominating the defending world champions thirty one to ten. Josh Allen looked incredible the first game, and he did not let a, let the Buffalo Bills fans down. He kept it going in the second game in, in the second game against. Uh, the Titans. Tight, this is a playoff rematch from last year. And Tannehill pretty much played like he did in that playoff game. Like crap. 117 yards, two picks. And what about King Henry? How did he finish? He did get it. He scored a touchdown, but 13 carries for just 25 yards. Buffalo's defense is for real, guys. I'm telling you, Buffalo's defense is for real. Watch out for these guys. It was 34 to nothing at the half. No, no, 34 to 7 at the half. I mean, they totally shut it down, and Allen found Diggs three times for touchdowns. Allen finishes up with 317 yards. Four TDs, no picks. Stefan Diggs, 12 catches, 148 yards, three TDs. And they have they just took care of another playoff team from last year. And Buffalo destroys them. 41 to 7. Now, after the first two weeks, I want let's see. Let's see what you think. Are they the team to beat in the AFC? Most definitely. Are they the team to beat in the NFL? Most definitely. I think they're the top three. 
I think Buffalo right now is the top team in the NFL right now. Yeah. They are cooking on all cylinders. And, uh, you know, I, I was at football practice where I coached tonight, and there was so many of these kids that were – first thing they said, what about Josh Allen last night? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I was like, yeah, you rent a fans. Y'all going to jump on the Buffalo bandwagon mm, now, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. but, uh, yeah. Uh, I do like Mike Vrabel at Tennessee and, you know, the coach for Tennessee, and he was he said after the game, he said, you know, we got to do this better. We got to do this better. He said, we just got our ass kicked. I mean, they did. No doubt about it. 41 to 7. That is a major butt whipping. And, Bills at uh, this point is just one of them teams you see on the sheet and they're like, yep, Bills, next one. But you know what I mean? <laughs> look, next week should be interesting. We'll get to that in just a minute. Yeah, yeah. So the last game of week two. Monday night, Vikings and Eagles. Both teams were coming in one and zero. Vikings with a big win over the Packers, where they dominated the Packers. Uh, the Eagles had that game against the Lions in hand and let the Lions come back in the fourth quarter and make it close. But here's the thing: Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. I was like, you know, they're going to be able to hook up. The little I know, Darius Slay. Had other plans. Uh, Darius Slay picks Cousins off twice. Two out of the three interceptions that Cousins threw. Uh, had a couple trips in the red zone, and Kirk couldn't couldn't take care of it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, though, 26 of 31, 333 yards, one touchdown and interception as the Eagles get the win 24-7 to over the Vikings. I know – this is uh, your division here, one of your division rivals, Matthew. What do you think about the Eagles? Man, the way they look this week, you know, last week they didn't look bad, but this week was definitely – they were a different team too. I think the whole division, the NFC East, is going to be tight this year. Yeah. But, I, 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 but I do think Philly is going to be one of them. I think, and I, you know, I'm not going to throw shade at your Giants right now because they're playing, they're they're undefeated. But I think of of the four teams, Philly right now, and Eric, you can get mad, Eric. I know you probably would. Philly is strong right now. Um, yes. The only thing that work that some of some of Hurts' decisions can, no pun intended, hurt them sometimes. Uh, you know, the opening drive, you turn over on downs you, uh, of that game last night. Uh, you know, it, it just depends. It's going to be a different ball game play. And, and, and Minnesota is supposed to have a good defense. I mean, they shut Aaron Rodgers down. But right. I, I just don't know. I, I mean, right now I think the Eagles are the class of the NFC East. Yeah, I, I – Tell my coworker that that today too. It's like, yeah, Philly's like, whew. They're they're looking pro pro. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it, it all it all rests on on Jalen Hurts. How he what kind of decision making he has. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So that's the week two recap. Now we get to our picks for week three. And we're going to keep up with this. Me and Matthew are going to keep up with this. Um, and we Did need you get to. My pick? 
Did you send? Yes, I saw your picks. I saw your picks. I'm looking at them right now. I'm gonna, we're gonna, and I think me and you, pretty much, we may be about the same. No, we are different. We are different. All right, let's start it off. (laughs) Let's start (laughs) off with uh, the Thursday night game: Steelers and the Browns, and uh, that's at Cleveland. So, guess who Matthew picked? I, thank God he didn't pick us this week. Uh, you said y'all jinxed us last this week. Yeah, you picked us last yeah. week. You jinxed us. So, uh, <laughs> I went with – I'm always pick, I always pick the Steelers. So, I'm picking the Steelers this week. I think they're going to recover. I think they're going to open it. They're going to have to – yeah, Eric's picking the Steelers this week. So, we'll see. Eric, you may have jinxed me there. I do too. But a Cowboys fan picking the Steelers and – one week, the Giants last fan picking them last week. So, uh, I can't Eric, wait. Eric, Eric, that's just an excuse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Lions and Vikings. You know who I picked here? Lions. Yes. I picked the Lions here. And you picked the Vikings. I did. Yeah. I think the Lions are a team you got to watch out for, Matthew. I'm telling you. This yeah. may be the start of something. And you know, I, I played two sheets. I always do. Mm-hmm. I, that was thinking that was going to be one of the teams I flip flopped. Like, oh, I play. Uh, you Vikings didn't do on it. This sheet. I, but I didn't. I was like, nah, I ain't going to do it. Lines ain't. The lines are looking good, but they can't even beat Kirk Cousins. All nah. right. Eric, Eric is picking the Vikings with he's because he's siding with you. You can't, you can't sleep on Kirk Cousins. He might have had a bad game last week. Well, Monday Night Football, I think he's won two out of 12. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. But I think the Lions going to beat them at, at Minnesota, too. Um, New Orleans at Carolina. I've this was got, a tough one. Really? Yeah. It wasn't tough for me here. I got the Saints. I got the Saints. I think, I mean, the Panthers are struggling right now. And I think with all the talk about Rule going may go out after this week if they struggle. I think Matt yeah. Rule is going to be on the unemployment line Monday morning. Yeah, Eric is picking the Saints as well. I picked I picked the Saints too. Yeah, you you got the Saints. Texans at the Bears. The way the Bears been, you know. You know what? Me and you differ a lot more than I thought. Because I picked, I picked the Texas to win it. I just don't have faith in the Bears. Who do the Bears have? This week? I mean, who do they have? I mean, who? Oh, nobody really. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the Texans are just as bad. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Texans on this one. I don't know. I've got a feeling. Maybe gas. But I've got a feeling. Texans- I picked the Bears because, you know, the Bears are always ones you can't you can't depend on. Rather to win, <laughs> that's true. And and I say that because <clears throat> they will you know, be terrible one week, but the next week, a surprise big win. Bills at the Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. This is a tough one. Yeah, I, I had a hard time. This is a tough one, but here's the difference here. And I flip flopped on this for. A couple of times. The difference is the defense of Buffalo. 
Yeah, Miami, you know, Tua's not going to be playing the Ravens' defense. He's not going to be playing the Patriots' defense. Buffalo's defense is going to get after him, and their secondary is one of the best in football. So, I do think Tyreek Hill gets shut down. I think Buffalo wins. It's, it's going to be close, but I think Buffalo wins. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric is agreeing with the Buffalo. Raiders Come on, when I flip-flopped on. Yeah, you, you I think uh no, you have Buffalo in both. Both, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Raiders and the Titans. Matthew, you got you got the Raiders. And I'm gonna go along with you there. I just think the Titans are struggling right now and uh they are. You know, Malik Willis got in the game the other night, didn't go so well for him. But, uh, you know, he's a rookie. But what do you do here as the Titans? Derrick Henry's got to get on track. That's going to help Tannehill. But Tannehill, you you cannot put your faith in Ryan Tannehill to win the game without a running game, without Derrick Henry getting yards. And he's proved it. I mean, they proved it over the last – Three games. I mean, the playoff game last year, Henry was coming back from being hurt. They were the number one seed. They get beat. Tannehill struggles. Last week, Tannehill struggles. Derrick Henry has 25 yards. He struggles. I mean, I got the Raiders just like you. Yeah. I mean, Raiders offense looking good. And that's what I'm saying, Eric. I mean, any any defensive coordinator – that's going up against the Titans right now. Like like Eric said, they're going to load the box and make Henry have to work. They're going to – they're saying, all right, Ryan Tannehill, you're going to have to beat us. We're not going to get beat by Derrick Henry. You're going to have to beat us. And he, he hasn't done it. I mean, and, and they're going to keep doing it until Tannehill makes them pay. Yeah. So – Falcon Seahawks. Who? I'm going. I'm going Falcons. I think the Seahawks are just a train. Are going to be a train wreck. They they got that win. Like I said, off just because it was emotional. Because Russell Wilson's coming back. Uh, yeah. I think the Seahawks' offense is struggling. I think the Falcons can put up. Mariota can put up some numbers. But I, I'm taking Falcons. You got Seahawks. Yeah, on both sheets. Both sheets. And yeah. Eric has got the Seahawks. Listen to y'all. Y'all going against me. That's all right. <laughs> all right. This next one. Packers and Buccaneers. So, Matthew, you have the Packers. You flip-flopped on that one. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I remember that one. But you know what? I'm not going to flip-flop. I'm going to say you get the discount double-check from Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers beat Tampa Bay. I hope so. I, I think it's going. I think Green Bay is going to get on maybe not an eight-game winning streak, but I think they're going to get on a run again. And uh, I yeah, think this, this is a good game for them to get tested right here. Uh, let 
Tom Brady get roughed up a little bit by the, the Green Bay defense. Tampa Bay's got a good defense, but I think Aaron Rodgers ends up getting the win over Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. And Eric is picking the Buccaneers. All right. Ravens and Patriots. I don't – I mean, I don't think it's close. But, you know, I've been wrong about the Patriots here lately. I don't think it's close. I yeah. think the Ray. I think the Ravens get the win. Unfortunately, I think they get the win. Uh, now you've got. Oh, did you flip flop? I bought, yeah. Yeah, you picked New England and one, and Baltimore and the other. But I, I think Be, it's because I didn't. I didn't feel good about the Patriots, but then I saw how they've been playing. Like, okay, I'm, I was wrong. Uh, I think. So, uh, all right, well, if I get wrong on one, maybe I'll get right on the other one. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think the Ravens will win this game, no problem. I think. I think Lamar's gonna be too. I don't much. think it's gonna be no problem, but I think Lamar's gonna be too much for the Patriots defense. All right, he's running the ball, not throwing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiefs and Colts, no bounce back for for the Colts. I think I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Win it easily. I think Eric Me too. Gallagher. I think that's going to be like a blowout. Yeah. Then we got an NFC East matchup. The Eagles and the Commanders. First of the two NFC East matchups of the week. I've got the Eagles over the Commanders. And I think, so I'm sure you do too. Yeah, I know I do. Because yeah. the way I, the way Philly looks, I was like, yeah, I yeah. way I got to go Philly. It should be interesting, though. That'll be Carson Wentz playing against his old team. Yeah. Um, Bengals and Jets. <laughs> you know what? I'm buying into the Jets. I'm going to pick the Jets to beat the Bengals. Flacco for, for president. Well, I'm just biased on this one. I'm not going for the Jets. Uh, why? What have you got against <laughs> the Jets? The other New York team. Is that what it is? Uh, they they share a stadium with us. We want our whole stadium. Oh, gosh. Y'all been doing that forever. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yep. <laughs> I, Bengals, Bengals got a – they're going to – and they may end up making me look bad. That's fine. But Bengals got a lot of problems they have to sort out on offense, the offensive line being the main one. And, uh, you know, Burrow's already been hurt once. You don't want to get him hurt again. It's only so much pounding you can take. Take it from Ben Roethlisberger. We I watched him get pounded yeah, yeah. one year just in the ground. He ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, but it didn't start off great. You and you know that kind of kind of wears on you. I think after a while, when you you got these guys hitting you over and over again, but they need to protect Burrow. Oh yeah. All right. Bengals and Jets. I got the Jets, of course. I think you got the Bengals. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of picking, hoping for the upset. Jaguars and Cardinal. I mean, Chargers, excuse me, Cardinal. Jaguars and Chargers. I've got the Chargers. I think, uh, you know, it's it could be a, a tight game, though. It depends on how Herbert is. Herbert's dealing with uh, broken rib cartilage. So, whether he plays or not, who knows? I mean, you could have to take will. You could have this early in the year. I probably wouldn't play him either. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. You could have Chase Daniels in there. If that's the case, if Chase Daniels is in, I'm going 
Jaguars. But without him, I'm going Chargers. With with Herbert yeah. in, I'm going Chargers. But we'll see. And you've got the Chargers. Yeah. Take on both. Yep. Cardinals and Rams. Ooh. You know, Rams play good, but they let Atlanta come back. Cardinals, Cardinals yeah. uh, had that big comeback. I'm I'm riding that train. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. And you got Rams. Oh, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Cardinals gonna get it. I got you. I got you. Cooper Cup. I would like to see Cooper Cup do something again. Sunday night football. Forty yeah. Nineers and Broncos. At Denver, I'm going 49ers. I mean, till the Broncos show me, till the 49ers. I mean, the Broncos showed me something on offense. I'm, I'm not picking with them. I'm not, I can't go with them. Russell, Russell, me either. Russell Wilson got to get at least a relationship yeah. with him first. Exactly. So Monday Night Football. Woo! Here we go. Right. The second of the NFC East matched it up. The Giants and the Cowboys at New York. I don't have to ask you who you picked. Yeah, on on how many sheets? On how many sheets? However many you got is what you're going to pick them on, ain't it? Exactly. If I had 100, I wouldn't pick Dallas on one of them. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I've got... I've got the Giants. I'm going with the Giants this week. So, I may jinx you like you did me last week. Well, let's hope not. I might use that poor excuse <laughs> like you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might need a poor excuse, too. Use whatever you need to, bud. Use whatever <laughs> you need to. All right, but I do want to we'll, say. We'll see. I just hope. I, I just hope Daniel Jones is protected and has his time. Well, he got sacked a lot last week, and it was just sloppy. The big thing, you guys, that it needs to happen for you guys is Saquon needs to start needs to keep running as well as he has. That's keep gonna yeah. that's gonna make it a lot easier on Daniel Jones. I mean, you got you got to have that running game, or Dallas is just gonna tee off on on Jones like they did last year. For sure. I, yeah, like for that sure. almost killed him at Dallas. But uh all right. So like I said, good good talking football. And it's good to be back. Um Matthew, you know, Matthew is, is gonna be a good co host for us, I'm sure. Even though like I said, even though he's a Giants fan, he's gonna be a good co host for us. Uh we hope Matthew, sorry, you got you gotta have one you gotta have one idiot party thing. I didn't say that. You said that now. <laughs> An idiot would be a Ravens fan. But, you know, we're not going there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's going to do it for this week. Matthew, any last words? Anything you, you're looking forward to this week? Uh, you watch any I'm college football, Say what? You watch any college football? Not as much as not as much as I have. Not as much as the NFL, to, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, right now, the NFL is pretty much my only thing I'm watching. Right. I got you. 
But I, I am looking for the Dallas and Giants game. I think it's going to be a good game. I think we're going to come over top. <laughs> I hate Eric's not um, in here anymore because he sure would have been. I know he, come, he, he left too early. Yeah, he left. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to the Bills game. Yeah, that should be the the highlight games for me this week. That's that's the absolute. Uh, what game I want to see right there is the Bills and Dolphins. Um, yeah. It's looking over Packers and Buccaneers, uh, Rams and Cardinals. And I'm interested to see what the Lions can do. Can they keep this momentum going and get a big win on the road against a, a division opponent? I mean, that would be big for the Lions right there. And, and he, I think, you know, they're getting some confidence now. So watch out. You guys oh, yeah. watch out. Y'all don't think I'm crazy, but watch out for Detroit. I think this I'm not saying they're gonna win a Super Bowl or anything, but I'm thinking they're gonna be much improved. I think they're gonna have something to do with uh with who makes the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. So that's gonna do it this week. Matthew, as always, great to talk for some football with you, bud. Hope to have you back next week. Oh, yeah, you'll definitely hear me, man, and I'll be here. Maybe we'll we'll have some good news to talk about for both of us next week. That's right. I hope so. Look, if the Steelers win, if, if the Steelers win and Johnson win, I'm fine with that. Oh, listen to him. Oh, ain't he sweet? Anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys have a <laughs> great week, and that's the final score. Peace.